This, 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 Welcome to podcast episode 243. Uh, this is dedicated to the world of boxing. We are the Fight Disciples. If you've uh, ever come across us before, uh, then you'll know what to do. But if you haven't, then you can subscribe uh, via iTunes or you can get on our website, fightdisciples.com. Uh, we'll uh, get you all your Android feeds, all our social media stuff, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, at Fight Disciples. That's where you can uh, do a little bit of following and keep up to date with everything that we're up to. And the reason why I'm pointing you towards those social media feeds is because we're on location once again. You can hear a little bit of an ambiance of a gym uh, that we've uh, we've uh, travelled to this morning, uh, courtesy of Nick Pete uh, and his uh, Sharabang. Thank you. His, uh, He's driving. Taking us across uh, cross country. Was uh, enough that I drove all the way to Essex and back over the weekend. Adam's mm. made me drive to Sheffield today as well. That's and I'm it. driving to Leeds on Thursday. I'm sure. Ch- I think I'm just your fucking chauffeur. That's it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, the the fallout of us being in Sheffield today will be on our YouTube channel uh, this week. So make sure you go there. Make sure you subscribe because you're not going to want to miss uh, the fella that we are talking to. All right. Uh, now, as Nick just said, that he was at a wedding at the weekend after he turned down an opportunity to come and work with me in Newcastle. Gutted the atmosphere, looked absolutely amazing. It was, it was, it was, I, I always find uh, in Newcastle the people are well up for it and I think they're even more up for it when the MC, the ring announcer, says things twice just to reiterate. Oh, for fuck's sake. Just to reiterate the, 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 the prominence of, uh, of what they're Do listening we know, to. We, did you get a chance to ask him why he does it? Uh, why, why he does it, announce it twice? No. I'm, allegedly, they used to do it back in the olden days in America. Did they? But there's a reason why they don't fucking do it anymore, yeah. mate. Stop does, doing does it. it. Make for good Stop radio. Stop doing it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to repeat everything, yeah. everything that I'm uh, <laughs> that we're going to do on the show today. Today, today. <laughs> David Diamante, the little legend that he is. I'm only jealous because he's got a better wig than me. <laughs> Has he? Hmm. Um, I've got a couple of tales actually from uh, from Newcastle before I get stuck into anything. Okay. Um, first of all. Met Alan Shearer. Me, as a, as a, well, a one-time Blackburn Rovers fan like yourself, that must have been a special moment. Very, very, well, it could have gone better, I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, you didn't, you didn't AJ it, did you? So she, Do you remember no. the moment when you first met AJ? Yeah. And what did you say to AJ? I said, what's going on, blood? <laughs> <laughs> we fist bumped, didn't we? And then what did you say? Did, I, can't, I can't remember what I didn't said. Didn't you say, it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I went, I, I, <laughs> I used. <laughs> I'm not even going there. I'm not even <laughs> going in that world. Basically, Shira was sat across from me. Yeah. Ring wise, right? Face, he was on the oh, other side. Oh, he's in the, the good seats. He was in the top seats. So I'm in the commentary seats. He's in the top seats. And there was a point in the show where there's a there's a break and a bit of a pre-record, so I could get off and go to the toilet. Yeah. So I did. And as I'm coming back from the toilet in the backstage area, who's there? Mr. Shira. So obviously, I made a beeline for him because I think he was making his way towards uh, the bog area anyway. So I went over, shook his hand. I said, Alan, I'm a Blackburn Rovers fan. I just want to say thank you. <laughs> you fucking gimp. It was a very gimpish thing to say, but he took it in good jest. We had a little bit of a laugh about it. Um, obviously, we spoke about Ritson in being here, and I was impressed with him that he wasn't just out for Ritson. He watched every fight. He good was lad. ringside for everything. Good lad. So we had a little bit of a crack about that, what he's made of the show so far. And I went, listen, I know this is a little bit weird, but can I have a photo? He went, yeah, of course you can, mate. No problem. I've only left me fucking phone on my desk, Anna. Oh, schoolboy. No phone on me, Proper son. Proper schoolboy. No phone on me, so I didn't get to see him again. Didn't and you that say, was that. get your phone out then. <laughs> Give us your number and text it, me. <laughs> can you imagine that? <laughs> just send it. I'm on WhatsApp. Yeah, I'm on WhatsApp. You're just fine, ping no us a, Yeah, just ping us a WhatsApp, Al. No I love the way... I love obviously I watched the, the show back on Sunday and one of the highlights was Dave Allen's yes, celebration. celebration. Giving it the shearer. Sheared it. He did the shearer. Giving it the shearer. Mm. What a guy. Um, I just want to uh, make a beeline for uh, your uh, your family member, uh, little Elliot Foster. Oh, the Fosman. The Fosman, right? He was now, up in tune causing trouble, was he? He was up in, he was up in Newcastle. And there's a couple of tales that I'm going to share. Now, I know that he listens to the podcast because he nags me when I don't upload it at the correct time for him to listen to it, because he'll be listening right now. So this is for you, Foz, right? I'm going to let everybody who listens to this show know how much of a fucking shit house you are. <laughs> right? <laughs> this is him. So he's, he's in there working for the Liverpool Echo newspaper, right? Yeah. He makes a beeline to come and sit with me because I've got a table from the commentary position. Okay. Right? So he sits down in the commentary position, whacks his laptop down, asks for the Wi-Fi from us. I'm like... 
Wi-Fi wasn't working. He then fucking jumped on my 4G because he uh, he saw me phone there. He said, have you got 4G on that? I said, yeah. He said, give us the cod. So <laughs> so he's bumming off my 4G cod. So he's doing his articles, <laughs> sat in the talk sport, which is a radio station, if you're listening overseas, here in the UK. He sat in, the, in that position, using the desk to write his articles, right? And he's, uh, he's chipping away and all this type of stuff. Asks me when Fight Disciples are going to give him a paid position. <laughs> I said, when Fight Disciples <laughs> gives me a pay position, mate. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You're fucking way down the list. <laughs> so that oh, conversation dear. cracks on. He then has a word with my producer at TalkSport because he knew that Spencer Oliver wasn't going to be with us because he, he called in sick and he, he, he made, basically made a beeline for the commentary position for the <laughs> night. I thought, fucking hell, Foz, you're making a right ass of me out of me here. Go on, sling your up. So I kicked him off back into his seats, right? Yeah. So he's gone off into his seats. End of the night. So the night finishes. And as you know, mate, you've been on many of these with me. Yeah. I like to have a bevy after the show, you Absolutely. know what I mean? A little bit of a team debrief. I like yeah, to have yeah. a drink and say, well done, lads. Fantastic show. On to the next one. Mm-hmm. Foz obviously knows this. And he's hanging around like a fucking shit that won't flush, right? G- gives me a tap on my shoulder and he goes, um, were you buying me a drink then? And I went, you what? He says, uh, we're going for a drink now, yeah? I said, I'm going for a drink, yeah. And he goes, yeah, I'll come. I'll, I'll, I'll come. I'll come with you. So I'm like, right, all right, just let us tidy up. Let's get rid of, let's get off there. Let's finish the radio show first, and then uh, and then we'll go for a bit of a drink. Now we were going back to our hotel, my hotel, yeah. five minutes from the Metro Arena in, in Newcastle. Now, for anybody that uh, knows Foz, he, uh, he he is disabled and he struggles with his walking. Does the lad? Yeah. So a five minute journey is going to take at least forty five minutes. Yeah. Muggins here, he's chaperoning him back to the hotel. Right, my team are like, let me stop you there. Were you carrying his laptop by any chance? I had his bags. <laughs> I had everything. <laughs> yeah, sounds so familiar. I says, so I says to my lads, right, go on, get yourself up to hotel, go and get the ale in, right? I'll walk this clown back and uh, we'll come and join you. Yep, no problem. Foz then shouts from the from Miles back, double JD and Coke. <laughs> Not a single. No, double. <laughs> so they nod and clear off, right? So I'm walking in back. Luckily, after about 20 minutes, and we're nowhere near the hotel, flag the, flag the taxi down. Taxi comes. I said, listen, mate, my pal's disabled. He's struggling walking. Any chance of just running us up to that hotel there? It's literally across the road. Yards yeah, it's, it's fuck all of a journey. Lad looks, sighs a bit, and he goes, yeah, go on, jump in. So he gets in the back of the car. Taxi comes around, drops us off at the front door. He says, listen, you're eight. No bother. I'm thinking, what a sound lad. I'll wear you in anyway. So I just chucked a fiver at him. Job yeah. done, right? I've still got Fozzie's bags, right? Yeah. So I've still got his bags. I'm carrying them through the fucking reception. He's ambling in behind me, goes into the bar area, right? I sees everybody from TalkSport. I makes a beeline for them. Yeah. He doesn't. No. He spots Joe Mack, who is uh, Craig Glover's trainer, and all the boys from Liverpool. He sees them in the bar. Makes a beeline for them. I thought, all right, he's saying hello to his pals. That's yeah. sweet. I'll dump his stuff down here, and he'll come and join us. Ten minutes later, he's still not come and joined us. He's only fucking jumped on one of their seats. He sat on their table. So I've gone over and took his bags with him and all that type of stuff. I drops the bags down and Foz goes, you couldn't do us a favour, lad, could you? And I went, go on, go and get us our drink. <laughs> go and bring my drink go over. And br- go and bring your drink that the company that you're working for has just paid for. Right, okay. So I went to go and get his drink, dropped it down. <laughs> so I thought he must be, he'll be chatting. He'll come and join us at some point with the lad. Didn't join me at all, right? Now, I'm shooting off early doors the, the morning after because I've got to get back for a christening. So, as I'm saying bye to everybody, I sees him still there. This is one o'clock in the morning. He's still sat there chatting to Joe Mack and the lads. So, I goes over to him and said, right, I'm off now. Seeing a bit like... And he goes, oh, before you go... I said, what's he want now, this clown? <laughs> he says, before you go, um, what's happening with Spencer Oliver's hotel room? So Spencer obviously wasn't there. We yeah. paid for his hotel room, and it was it was just open. Nobody, we paid for it. It was there. Oh, he must yeah. have overheard somebody having a conversation about this. And I said, "What do you mean? What, what's going on with Spencer? There's no point in me going back to my hotel now. I'm having a gr- good drink here with the lads. I might as well stay and use that room. And I'll go back in the morning. What do you reckon?" I'm like, uh, "I am not getting involved with this. If you want to go and have a word with my team over there and see if you can blag yourself an hotel oh, yeah. room, fill your boots, son." But that was it. Fucking, he is unreal, that lad, isn't he? <laughs> when are you giving me a paid position? Pay for me night out. Can you sort me an hotel? Like, he's fucking unreal. Unreal. Foz, <laughs> you shit house. Yeah. So I'm outing you. Absolutely. And this, 
this is another. I'm going to out him now. I'm going to out yeah, yeah. him. So you know, I've mentioned uh, Isselt on uh, on this show on a couple of a ta- oh, couple yeah, of yeah. times. The the Irish, yeah, yeah. The Irish lawyer that follows us. The young Irish disciple, female lawyer that goes to all the fights. Never miss a Frampton fight. Never misses an AGA fight. She's been to many things, and that's the last that I saw at the AGA fight. We went out for a bevy, right? Anyway, he's obviously heard us chatting about her on this show. He's only blooming messaging her, isn't he? Isel, honestly, stay away from him. He's an absolute... <laughs> he's riddled. He's riddled, mate. He's a pain in the ass. If he's agreeing to meet up with you at certain shows now in Liverpool or whatever... <laughs> Get ready to carry his bags, pay for his Jack Daniels and pay for his hotel That's room. it. You're not his fucking carer. Stay away. <laughs> Fuck me, man. Rootless. Doesn't he, miss a trick, does he, young he, Foz. He is, uh, he is ruthless. And by the way, Isil, thank you very much for your message uh, because she was listening to um, the TalkSport coverage at the weekend and she heard me uh, and my mate having a wee bit of a chat. Old uh, Babby himself. Oh, yeah. The old Babby. He, we had a little bit of a chat about being round whiskers and all that type of stuff, didn't me and Kel? We had a right old chat about rehydration, <laughs> is what we had a chat about. <laughs> what do you make of all that, by the way, the rehydration clause of Amir Khan and uh, I think it's a farce because... Isn't Khan on record about saying something similar <laughs> yes, in about the past? In the Canelo fight. Not the Canelo fight yet, so it's uh, it's a bit daft if it's true, but you know what, it probably is too. Unfortunately, Amir's backed himself into a corner now, though, hasn't he? Because it looks like with Pacquiao signing for Al Heyman, he's going to go in a different direction. So with the Pacquiao fight seemingly up in smoke, Kel's, the, Khan's only other options really, Kel Brook, isn't it? Yeah, 100% so To make is. the kind of money they're going to make. So I hope it does happen, obviously, for British boxing's sake. Fucking hell, we want it to happen. We've been wanting to happen for a long time. Mm. And Kel's prepared to go down to 147, so what's the problem? I'm prepared to chop one of my legs off to make 147, <laughs> baby. I bet he is. I'm cooking them chocolate brownies now, putting a little <laughs> bit of sugar on them. <laughs> he was in great spirits, mate, because I think did he, he knows. The, did he use the term chocolate brownies? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Get out of town. He did. Did he? Yeah, yeah he, we took because I egged him on. I yeah, was, yeah, I was yeah, giving yeah. him the wink. I said, "Go on, lad, go for it." So he's giving it the chocolate brown. It's delicate <laughs> round with. He's giving it a lot, but he knows he was in great spirits because he knows now that Amir can't go anywhere now. Mm-hmm. The, the Pacquiao fight's going elsewhere. Yeah, the only option. Yeah, is Kel Brook, and it is true what Kelly's saying. The British public won't forgive Amir Khan. If he avoids the, I the think we'd forgive them if he brought Pacquiao in for Pacquiao at Wembley. We'd 100%, forgive him then, hundred percent. But we're not going to forgive him now for flying off and fighting Danny Garcia in Orlando or some bullshit like that. Mm-mm. We want to see him fight Kel Brook in the UK. Mm. It's a decent fight, a fucking stadium fight. Sell the two out. And right, it's not even a title fight. I've seen loads of people online talking. Well, Kel's used to uh, weighing in on the morning of a fight with the IBF rules, the check weighing, and all this type of stuff. This isn't a championship fight, lads. Exactly. Let it fucking go. At the end of the day, if you want to make the fight at 147, which in itself is killing Kel to get to, yeah. that's it. Yeah. If his genetics allow him to rehydrate plus 160, tough shit. Yeah, if, exactly. he me- if he makes 147 on the scales on the day before the fight... That's all that matters. End of chat. And you know what? It surprised me how he's even said that, if he has said it, because just to make 147 it's going to take something away from Kel Brook regardless of how much he puts back on yeah that's going to take something away from him so advantage Amir Khan hmm. um, now you were obviously at a wedding at the weekend yeah, and man. for those that follow you on social media knows that you've perfected the floss see that I did see that. Well, I couldn't fucking miss it, mate. It kept flying up in my timeline, and everybody was commenting on it, so it kept flying up in my timeline. And Still you were wearing... It. Well, you were wearing bloody... Still got it. Well, what, what what did you have around your eyes and in your hands? You had fucking oh, yeah, glow sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every good wedding. It's not fucking 1989, mate. What are you doing? <laughs> it, was, it, it was mint, actually, the wedding. They played a bit of Scouse House, and then they went to London Garage for an hour. Every scouser just two, cleared the girl's dance step. floor. Bit of two step. Yeah. When I the saw you go. The old Essex crew were loving it. I don't get it. I don't get it. You're London not a bit of two step in. I don't get it. I don't get it on the garage. But then, it, you know, it crescendoed at the end as well. It was good, man. It's a good wedding. But the old, the old flossing, mm. uh, my niece had asked me if I knew how to floss. And I was like, do I know how to floss? There Give me is. them glow sticks. It is, Uncle Nobed. Get the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> get that video on to go watch this. I didn't know I could floss, but evidently I'm probably the best flosser anyone's ever seen. Flosser? That, flosser? No, no, no. Flossing. Tosser. Yeah. Tosser, <laughs> mate. <laughs> <laughs> so with that in mind, then, you obviously watched the fights on Sunday. Yes. What did you make of Ritson? Because I know that you absolutely buzz about the kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I was on. <clears throat> I was chatting about him the day before, uh, and I was saying... You know, I expect it to, to won't go past five rounds. Mm. He'll be just too strong. I'd seen that kid fight before, lose to Mashadod. Um, and I just thought Ritson was next level. And 
I was writing that fifth round would be the, the turning points, but I didn't realise it would turn the other way. And ultimately, I've got to be honest, I was quite disappointed with Ritson. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. I, I thought the kid, I thought the European champion, uh, Patera, was absolutely outstanding. I thought he boxed great. I didn't know he had that in him. And targeting the body the way he did, that's what you do against the puncher. You know, he got his game plan absolutely right. But Ritson didn't seem to have a game plan. It was One like, I go in there, bomb him out like I always do. I'll be European champion in front of me home crowd. It'll be ace. And we all bought into it. The fucking Bucky's had on about 80 to 1 favourite. And th- that's what happens, you see, when you take your eye off the ball and... Mate, the guy just had a style to beat him, and I say targeting the body the way he did, that just broke broke Ritson down. Do you think he? Did, do you think he did take his eye off the ball, or he's got found out? He, he was very, out, yeah. he was very, very one dimensional. When he, I mean, the, I've, I've I've heard interviews with him post fight, and I we didn't get this on uh, on the radio broadcast that I was doing, uh, but he said that he was hit with a body shot in the fifth round of which he just couldn't recover from. Yeah. And uh, listen. If that's true, it kind of goes with my scoring of the fight because five onwards, he didn't win a round for me. No. And me I totally too. agree with 116-112. The referee, the, sorry, the judge that spotted 116-112 in Ritson's favour shouldn't be refereeing or no, judging at no. all, mate, because it was absolutely be. scandalous. It's never a split decision. I thought it was quite wide yeah, by the end of the fight. You wouldn't have heard it, but the Sky Sports commentary was shocking as well. At one point, they were like, oh, let's just, let's just hope he gets a home decision. Eh? And that's what they were saying. I was like, come on, fucking hell. We're talking shit let's like hope that he gets a home decision. That's what they were talking about on Sky, yeah. They were like, let's let's hope British boxing's bent and our guy gets it. It's like, no, just call it as it is. Yeah. Lost. We don't want him to get the decision. He doesn't deserve the decision. The other mm. kid has come to a waste soil where he's lost before. Yeah. And he's coming forth for the vacant title in the kid's hometown in front of 9,000 fucking absolutely ecstatic Geordies. He silenced the place. The kid deserves to take the belt home. That was disappointing watching, listen to the commentary on that regard. But listen, regardless, I just think Ritson now is... This is the big moment in his career, isn't it? This, this will, We'll find out now what he's, what he's actually made of. Mm. Because it's all good and well getting in and bombing everybody out at domestic level and using that intimidation factor. But this kid got in there and figured him out. And listen, I, I listened to, to bits of the stuff you guys were doing on this morning on the way to the gym and... Uh, you know, it was like Don McGuinness was saying all week. The kid was super confident. He really fancied the job and he and knew he was going to cause an upset. Mm. And watching that fight, you're like, this is a kid that's looked at Ritson. His team have watched Ritson's style and thought, yeah, we know how to beat that. Yeah. We've got a style that beats that. So it was like, days. at the end of it, as I na- analysed it at the end, it was like he's gone, if we get three, four rounds, we've won this. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And, and he it, did. Listen, every lightweight in the fucking country is thinking that now as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all those guys he blew through. Um Ritson blew through on a British title. They'll all be kicking themselves now, going, fucking hell. Why did I fly at him? You know, yeah. why did I fly out and try and take him on at his own game? Why did, Why was I so psyched up? Why didn't I just try and stick a move for four or five rounds, let him gas a little bit, and then put it on him? Mm. There's, a, there's a blueprint to beat him now, and unfortunately, because his style has been so successful, he's going to have to go away and kind of reinvent himself. Yeah, that, he is. You know, that's, that might not be a, as easy a journey as you might think. Uh, Robbie Davis Jr. got his uh, opportunity on the uh, on the card. Yeah, um, first time out on the uh, on his new matchroom deal, uh, becoming the new British and Commonwealth super yeah, lightweight man. champion against Glenn Foot. It was an ugly fight, though, mate. And this yeah, is no disrespect yeah. to either of those guys. Sometimes styles just don't gel. I mean, yeah. it wasn't for the want of trying. They were trying the bollocks off. They were claret everywhere. Yeah, but it just didn't. It just didn't work for me as a spectacle. No. The uh, that ref shit, fuck me, that won't make the Daz challenge now, will it? That that I hope he bin that shit. Imagine taking that home to your missus. That's it. Oh yeah, get the get the blood out of that. You got <laughs> no chance. But yeah, obviously Robbie Davis, my 2017 prospect of the year. 16. Was it 2016? No. Your 2017 ones actually in this gym. But 2018 now. Yeah, it's from last year, isn't it? Lose me 2018. Oh, I can't. It's this year, you oh, right. I apologise. I apologise. Jordan, who's actually in the gym right now, getting gloved up after his Commonwealth title fight. Jordan Gill is my prospect this year. Okay. My prospect last year was Robbie Davis Jr. Yeah. Um, and it was good to see him realise his full potential. And you know what? I think his style is a. Tr- in this fight, it didn't quite work. And I don't think fight fans got a full view that maybe you're watching him for the first time, got to see what he's fully capable of. Mm. But that switch it and style that he's got, it's so attractive, you know, when with the right dance partner, he can be made to look outstanding. I think Glenn Foot realised that. I think Glenn Foot thought, I need to take this shit into the trenches. Mm. But Glenn Foot's best shot was his head, let's be honest. Yeah. You know, I can't believe he got away with it. 
punch him around the back of the head, throwing the butt in. I think that's what upset her because when they were up close then, you could see Robbie visibly wincing and pulling away and, and, you know, not really engaging on the inside. For that reason, he was like, okay, you're on the inside, now where's the head? Where's the head coming in? I think the referee was pretty poor, to be honest. The referee should have stamped that out from the start. But listen, the better man won and he moves on. But mm. it wasn't pretty, was it? No, it wasn't pretty. The best is uh, still to come. Um from Robbie Davis Jr. I'm looking forward to seeing what what, what is what next. What comes next, yeah. Uh, the main man, <clears throat> a lot of people will, will go away from Newcastle, obviously talking about Dave Allen, because they know Dave Allen and he's the celebration. However, the man that took the show for me was Craig Glover. Yeah, man. That's who took the show for me. Because I saw him on Bellew's undercard at Goodison. Yeah, that was his pro debut. Right, well, I saw that fight. I was sat with you and all... The Scouse Mafia were into me ribs going, you need to check this kid out. He's going to be yeah. mint. He's going to be this. He's going to be that. Derry's in me ear. Every, you're in me ear. I'm going, he's going to be good, this lad. I've heard great things about him. Blah, 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 blah. And I watched him that night and I thought, eh, yeah. that was it. That was just my conclusion. Eh, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, it was his first pro fight, whatever. At the weekend, I'm sat there watching this fight. I'm thinking, this is outstanding. He is I mean, we know Simon Valili and his amateur pedigree, yeah. right? The levels that that guy has got to. Commonwealth Games gold medalist. Glover's a fucking ex-kickboxer. Glover battered him yeah. every round, battered him, and then took him out. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, welcome to the party, son. He was the standout performance for me at the weekend. Yeah, absolutely agree. I thought he was absolutely outstanding and... Uh, it was a big test for him. I think a lot of people thought that was a real litmus test, a real 50-50 fight going in. I think Glover's got momentum behind him because of all his quick stoppages, but he has got a loss on his record. And Valerie, of course, has got that amateur experience. and was, you know, he's, he's from up in the northeast, so the fans were behind him. And I think sometimes, well, like when I when I seen him at the way, and I thought, fucking size of Valerie. Massive. That, that was what I thought. I thought Massive. Fucking size of him. It looks yeah. like a different weight division. But Glover just doesn't let that get to him, does he? He's just cool, calm, collective. You know, you can see the... I think you can see Bellew's influence him as his manager. Yeah. Straight away, you know, because he's just so fucking strong in there. Even within the fight... But he's calm, isn't he? That's it. Doesn't Even get carried away. Valili, like, he got put down... First or second round, he got put down, right? And he was... Obviously, he was shook by that, and therefore he tried to mix it up. And he mixed it up by doing weird stances, throwing his arms around, talking, constantly talking. He was warned for talking, doing a little bit of dirty, ugly boxing on the inside, just trying to throw him off his game. Yeah. But Glover was like Terminator, man. It was yeah. like, yeah, it shifted him, son. He is absolutely focused on taking your head off. Fair of play to him. It was a wonderful performance. Yeah, outstanding. And now you can see why so many people, you know, in Liverpool, of course, who've seen this kid's bar, seen this kid hit pads or whatever, uh, have been excited about him. Obviously, he's settled in now with Joe Mach as his trainer, as you said earlier. And seems to have something good going there. Mm. Joe Mach. Uh, seems a nice kid as well, Craig. I'm not, I've yeah, not spent is. too much time with him. You've had him on the he's, Radio he's City on the Talk Show, he's been on the radio. City talk show, yeah. Most people don't know his younger brother. Younger brother, I think it's his older brother. Sorry, his older brother Mark. He's a wiry little fucker. There's nothing of him compared to Craig. You're like, obviously Craig got all the food when he was kids growing up. <laughs> Mark's a slender fucker. But Mark was on tough. He was on the Ultimate Fighter. He was a UFC fighter, mm. uh, a mixed martial artist. And I think that was where Craig was going to go early on. And it was only a a, a chance sparring session with uh, with Bellew. And a conversation with Bellew that made him go back towards boxing, concentrate on boxing. But in terms of amateur experience, no great shakes or anything else. As I say, he was he was probably going to follow his brother into MMA at one point. But mm. you know, Mark fucking I remember Mark Lovers round the bend. This he used to pay crackheads to come into his front garden and used to fucking submit them in his garden when he was training to go on the ultimate fighter. Honestly, he used to get the local smackhead in, pay him a few quid, stand there, right, come at me, I'm gonna choke you out. That was his training session for the <laughs> ultimate fighter. So <laughs> But I know he's obviously he's Craig's biggest fan now. Like, and uh, kid's gonna do something. Craig Glover's gonna do something. I'm telling you, Bell, you text. Uh, you know, obviously, I message Bell you the next day. Said you must be buzzing. The kid's flying. He's doing really well. And he said, "You ain't seen nothing yet. Wait until you see what I've got lined up for him in 2019." So, right. what's this space with Glover, man? Uh, my uh, prospect of 2019 <laughs> yeah. will be uh, Craig well, well, Glover. You, you know, you're not allowed to pick. I'm not allowed to scouse. Bell, you related 
prospects because that's all I do. <laughs> Anyone <laughs> yeah, bell you that's tips it. me off about that's my <laughs> prospects. So that's it. That's it. Yeah. Stay away from Glover. Uh, Dave Allen does, does take a little bit of plaudits away Fucking from the weekend great. as well. No, listen, he's a great character. The the conversations throughout the course of the week at the press conference when he's talking in German, yeah. brilliant, absolutely brilliant. You can't help but not like Dave Allen. Fucking gold on these, yeah. which he got given from some kid from a house party he went to because they prom- promised them iron brew. Yeah. Just, it's just mad, and he's round the bend. He is round the bend. I, I little, hope he gets the fight with Lucas Brown. That's yeah. what we're talking about now. Aren't Absolutely. He? I had a little conversation with him, and he's just a lovable kid, and you want him to do extremely well. But not only that, at the weekend, good. mate, at the weekend, it's the first time that I've watched the Dave Allen fight, and it's like, he's taking this fucking seriously. Yeah, yeah. The Joker has stopped at the first bell, and that's what we want. We want that. We, don't get me wrong, I love the Joker. I love him messing about. But when the first bell goes, let's get down to yeah, business. Yeah, that'd be business, exactly. And winning with a body shot. Yeah, baby. Fair well, it was really. my second best, second favourite body shot on the show, but it was a it was a belter. Mm. Listen, the, um, there'll be people throwing shade. Well, look who he was fighting. Yeah, all right, look who he was fighting. But the kid that he was fighting... All of his wins, all 10 of that lad's wins, had come by knockout. So he yeah. could whack a bit. Yeah. And okay, he'd been stopped twice, I think. Yeah, and, yeah. Been, and properly stopped twice. But there was a real live challenge in front of Dave there. Let's be honest, Dave's not world elite, elite level. That's a proper challenge for Dave. And he went in there and he took it seriously. And he had him out in the first round. And I thought, fucking hell, Dave, fair play, son. Him and Lucas Brown, that's a fight I want to see. Absolutely, I want to see it as well. And, you know... People shouldn't cast shade because fucking we were talking about Dave Allen just as a journeyman recently. Yeah. You know, he was just going through the motions. It's only the fact that he's got a bit of personality that's allowed him to get this kind of exposure. You know, gets on these big pay-per-view cards because he's a character. But you know what? When there's 9,000 fucking Geordies Singing chanting there's only one Dave Allen. Yeah. How can you not deny him a shot at Lucas mm. Brown? You know, Lucas Brown, as we know, is a former world title. Holder. Regular. Still, I, I still fucking shake my head at the thought of that. How the fuck do you ever win that? But him against Dave Allen makes absolute sense. And it is what it is. You know, Dave Allen knows. All Lucas Brown is is a fucking big doorman who can punch. Mm. And, you know, I think Dave Allen's more than capable of winning that. And then where do you go from there? Mm. Two things from the Dave Allen performance, apart from the uh, body shot. The Alan Shearer celebration. Spectacular. Spectacular. Right in front of Shearer as well. World class. The ring walk. He came out to show... I know that I throw shade on WWE, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. when I was a kid... Watching it as a as a as a child, right? Yeah. You grow men watching it, you're weird. But yeah. me as a child watching it, 11, 12 years of age, Shawn Michaels was the boy. Amazing. And he comes out to sexy boy. <laughs> yes, Dave, you have just absolutely lit the gap up. That's a ring walk, isn't it? <laughs> That's the one, man. Well done, Dave. Superb, mate. Absolutely. Did you catch any Martin well, Bacoli? Well, it was me. Yeah, yeah. Well. I, I, I was going to say that it was my second favourite body shot. Let's save me like, my favourite body shot for the end then. But Piccoli, yeah, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. What do you reckon? Billy Nelson were deleting tweets in the yeah. fucking corner, weren't he? <laughs> <laughs> Sat in yeah. the corner going, fuck, better delete these because I'm going to get trolled to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so we should. Mm. Stopped by a cruiserweight, mate. Michael Hunter, let's not throw any shit on him. He's, he's quite comfortably a better boxer than uh, Martin Piccoli but size wise he's never been a heavyweight Hunter I don't think he's ever going to make a massive shake no. at heavyweight but people are going to be clambering oh let's see him in with this guy let's see him in with that guy just for size I mean yeah. he's a good boxer he's a great boxer he got beat by Usyk if you, if yeah, you remember yeah. but he needs to go back down to cruiserweight but fucking hell what is Martin Piccoli all about everybody yeah. was hyping it bigging him up telling me that oh he's, he's giving AJ all sorts of problems in sparring yeah Fucking hell, mate. He was nothing at the weekend. No, he wasn't. He was really poor. And uh, What did you make of him saying that he wanted to be pulled out of the corner? He sat there in the corner. I think it was the eighth round or something. Yeah. He's looking at Billy Nelson and he's saying, ah, that's it. Pull me out. I'm done. I'm done. And uh, you just caught half the conversation, really. And then Billy's basically going, mate, I fucking sent a load of tweets out. You can't be fucking pulling out new, son. Get out there and throw the bomber. <laughs> we'll re- and, and also saying that he'd done his shoulder. We'll repair it after the fight and all that yeah. type of stuff. I think when any fighter's looking for a way out like that, is conversing with the corner to pull them out, mm. trying to get out of it. It's, it's never a good thing, is it? That can never be a good thing. And I think now he's got to go away and... You know, he's got he's to have a, a long, hard look at himself in the mirror. And is this what he wants to do? Because mm. you can't play at this game. Like, you can't fucking play at boxing. We say that all the time. Everybody says it. 
you've got to be 100% committed. You've got to be willing to go out on your shield. You've got to be willing to go out for the next round when the other guy isn't. And mm. to find himself in that position at this stage in his career as well, pretty much begging the corner to pull him out, it's not good. It's not a good look. The headliners this week have left a lot to be desired in the yeah. UK and as well in the World Boxing Super Series. Yeah. All right. I'll go there. I'll go there next. Tete, he kind of laboured really uh, to his victory. I watched a little bit of it yesterday and I thought to myself, this ain't Tete. This ain't the Tete that I saw in Belfast when he went in there and whacked some dude out with one shot. This ain't the Tete that turned up against Paul Butler. No. What's going on there? He hasn't, the last couple of fights actually with Tete, he hasn't been the Tete. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, I don't know what's going on there. Don't forget, he's stepping up though. You know, he's fighting, not that Paul Butler wasn't, but you know, these are, these are big fights on a foreign soil. You know, he's yeah, away maybe. in Russia. Maybe you're right. You know, World Boxing Super Series, a lot of pressure. Don't forget, listen, people were probably saying the exact same thing about fucking Callum Smith in the World Boxing Super Series tournament this year. Yeah, maybe. Last year. Yeah, oh, right. Callum Smith, he's not all that. He's just fucking gone the distance with a Swedish guy I've never heard of. And then the semi-final, oh. He's just done know, it with a kickboxer. He's just done it, gone the distance with a kickboxer. Yeah, then he gets in the final and absolutely fucking ices George Groves. So mm. I'm not looking too much into it at the moment. I think what you'll find with this World Boxing Super Series more than ever... I think we were treated to fuck last season because the cruiserweight was just insane. Yeah. And then this one started with a new A who's just the world's most frightening fucking puncher pound for pound. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. I just think we just got to look at it and the way, um, you know, when we were talking to Callum Smith's corner, Joe Gallagher about it, and Joe was like, three fights to be done here at the time in six months. Mm. It's as important to win as it is important to come out uninjured yeah. without cuts. Without yeah. So I think these guys might be entering this tournament. Like to Tete, Get to I'm going to win this weekend. Let me just make sure I win and win easy. Yeah. Don't want to put too much strain on myself. I've got another fight coming up early in the new year mm. and hopefully the final in May. So, Well, on that, in, the, in this division that they're in, yeah. the semi-final's not going to be easy. So what, is now lined up. So Tete will go on to face Adam. But he won that comfortably at the right, weekend is what fine. I'm saying. He yeah. hasn't, he hasn't yeah. come through a war. Okay. No, he hasn't. He won it comfortably. And, he, and he's definitely going to be, he's not injured, so he's definitely going to be in the semi-final. Absolutely. And the semi-final will be against either Burnett or Denaire. That's mm. it. That's his side of the draw. And that's a great yeah. fight. That's a great fight. Yeah. However, got a little bit of info on that. Uh, exactly, yeah. let's, let's drop a little bit of bombs on you. Um, so Burnett Denaire is obviously scheduled um, for the start of November. I think it's the 3rd of November up in Glasgow. It's on the same car as Josh Taylor. Yeah. Uh, as he fights up there in the World Boxing Super Series in a different weight class, of course. Uh, but Denaire, I am hearing, might, because he's stepping down in weight. He fought, again. Again, yeah. Don't forget, he isn't, you know, so when was the last time he was at bantamweight? Yeah. It's been a featherweight, super bantamweight, super bantamweight. Just have a little look down here. So It's been a long bantam, time. He's stepping on two weights, yeah. Now. So he's coming back down to bantamweight for the first time since yeah. Jesus Christ. Because he was super bantam king for so long, don't mm. forget. His last bantamweight fight, 2011. There you go. WBO, bantamweight title defence. So, so WBC, bantamweight title defence. So it's no surprise. Seven years. With uh, the inside information that I have been given yep. that uh, Nanita Denaire is struggling with the weight. No shit. Now, World Boxing Super Series doesn't work for no man. The fights can't go on. If they, if you don't make weight, you don't you don't fight. Yep. So therefore, a replacement must be found. Boom. Here we go. The replacement for the, World, for the World Boxing Super Series bantamweight division He's a certain Mr. Paul Butler. Yeah, the baby-faced assassin himself. There you go. Hey, right, I'm changing. <laughs> My tip to win the tournament is now Paul Butler. Get from here, from this position. <laughs> he's not even in it yet. Get the odds on that. Get down the bookies on that. Uh, so there you go. Um, Paul Butler is the reserve in the bantamweight wow. division. Um, and I know that he's proactively training uh, for Ryan Burnett. Yeah because there's a rumour that Donaire might struggle with the weight. And that makes sense. Know. If Donaire hasn't made weight in, made bantam weight since 2011, hmm. that's no surprise whatsoever. Hmm. Wow, our first reserve could enter the tournament. Yeah. Tournament format. We've not seen a reserve yet. We've came close. Yeah. We almost had Eubank as a reserve, didn't we, in the super middleweight final? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. We are yet to see a reserve come into the tournament at any stage. Hmm. You know what? I think that's probably going to happen, you know. I but didn't realise Donaire hadn't made weight in that long. That's yeah. going to happen. Burnett. Uh, versus Butler. Butler. Wow. Woo. 
Glasgow, get ready. Um, Tabiti, by the way, at the weekend in the cruiserweight division, he obviously came through his fight. Again, not as explosive as I expected, but you've explained it quite nicely. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. get through, tick it over, because yeah. this time next year there might be some belts available in the cruiserweight Absolutely. division. Absolutely. Uh, once your mates decided to relinquish once, them all. Once Bellew <laughs> walks away from all the belts, yeah. I have to say stuff like that because I think you've figured out where we are uh, <laughs> this Just moment. Just in case in he's time. in earshot. Yeah, I don't know if he's here yet. <laughs> Um, the, the performance of the weekend away from obviously Craig Glover yeah. on other cards yeah. has to be Terence of course Terence Crawford well, Buatzi's body shot finish was sweet as well did we skate over that before yeah, you, yeah we did I apologise for that yeah 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 Buatzi's body shot I had, had me fucking salivating on Sunday afternoon with me roasting I let me tell what you what do you make of uh, Buatzi Jose Burton because Jose yeah. was there he was calling it he wants it he wants absolutely, a piece of it yeah yeah absolutely I think and, it all um, depends on what Callum Johnson wants to do with his well belt. that's it you know obviously Callum Johnson's come back after the better beer fight as still British Commonwealth champion so I think it's up to him to give one of them up we talked about it in the car there's two crowds fighting for the European belt I think whoever wins that against Callum Johnson early in New Year makes sense. That would free up British Commonwealth. And I think if if Hosea and Buati want to go at it, man, great fight. Fucking let them go at yeah, it. It's a great fight. I like how he, Hosea Burton. I like them both. He's never fucking walked away from a challenge in his life, so he go for it. Don't get me wrong. I think Buati's a bit special. I mm. think Buati's potentially going to be a world champion in the in the foreseeable future, without a doubt. But Hosea Burton is one hundred percent a step up for him, and likewise. Boati's a step up for Jose a bit. It's, so a, good, it's a great let's fight. It, let's make it happen. It is a great fight. Terence Crawford, not content, my friend, with Mate, just... How fucking good is... Tub. Not content. Bird. Not content yeah. with coasting. Yeah. Took him out with 18 seconds to go. Brilliant. Absolute, what a finish as well. Absolutely blitzed him. He, did, he threw one uppercut all fight in the 10th round and nearly fucking took his head off with it. <laughs> At no other point in that fight did he measure and throw that uppercut. He waited until the 10th round and went, yeah, yeah, have a taste of that. It was fucking outstanding. The only, the only negative for me on that performance and Shakir Stevenson as well, by the way, dipped like, oh. what did I say on last week's show? Shakir was I brilliant. Said, Before we sign off on previewing mm. Terence Crawford, Make sure you watched Shakir Stevenson. The was, kid is the fucking the, real yeah, deal. Yeah, but that's the best I've seen him. He, Absolutely, he's yeah. been, I've watched him on previous, like maybe only in six-round fights, and I've thought, is he all that? I don't know if he's all that. He was mustard at the yeah. weekend. Really, really good. Exactly. But well, that's Simeone or whatever, the Romanian kid. We've seen him come over here. We've yeah, seen yeah. him fight Scott Quigg and everything else. Yeah, we have, yeah. He's a tough, tough, durable man. Mm. Shakir Stevenson absolutely lit him up. Definitely one to look out for. And he's calling for big fights. You know, mm. he's, he's saying he wants to fight... Uh, the winner of this, of this tournament. He wants he wants the best bantamweight around. He mentioned Frampton's name. He mentioned Bayonet's name. You know, he's, he's, he's around them weight classes. He'll fucking fight anyone. Exciting. Cro- 21 as well. Is Crawford the man at 147? Uh, yes, he is the man at 147, isn't wow. he? Wow. What, over Spence? Over Thurman? Mate, you can't. Sean Porter? you just got to look at the body of work. Do you know what I mean? All them three guys, they're, they're the legacy now. I want to see him fight them three guys yeah. to define um, his legacy. And then we'll be talking about all-time greatest welterweights. You know, is he one of the all-time greats? Is he up there with Ray Leonard? Is he up there with Mayweather? Is he up there with the greatest welterweights we've ever seen? That's that's who he's got to beat now. The blueprints there. He's just got to beat them. But he was fucking outstanding on Saturday He's a night. nasty bastard. Outstanding. Like. I lo- Do you know what I love? I love that he threw a shot at the weigh-in. I know yeah, that yeah. normally I wouldn't condone it, but I love the f- I love the fact that he's but, that nasty. But he didn't he didn't throw it to Whitam, I don't no. think. I know we put on our meme like, oh, we slipped it. I just want to show you how fast I am. Yeah, yeah. He threw it, but it was never going to hit him. I think had he not slipped anyway, it probably wouldn't have hit him. Yeah. I think it was just a hell of a slip, though. Yeah, it was a hell of a slip. Mm. It looked ace. Shame he couldn't do that in the fight. I <laughs> know. Uh, I thought Crawford was outstanding, and that's what real champions do. That's what the greats do. The pound for pound stars do. They're not content with just running away with decisions. Like, you know what? Fans have come here for a bit of uh, a bit of a do. Let's put it on them. I'll put a show on. Oh my god, what a finish! What a finish! As I say, the only negative thing for me was I recorded all of boxing. I recorded uh, everything I needed to see. I forgot to record Box Nation. So Sunday afternoon, I'm like, yes, Box Nation are repeating it. Great. Put it on. I had to sit through fucking four hours. And, I, you know, I love Buncey. But I, nobody deserves to sit through four hours of fucking Steve Bunce to get to De- Terence Crawford. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because there was so many first round early finishes yeah, on the yeah, undercard. Yeah. Buncey and my old mate Stevie Lillis, I love them both to bits. But I don't want to fucking spend my Sunday afternoon listening to those two chime on. I was devastated because obviously you, if I'd have recorded it, Stevie's, Stevie Stevie's, love yous, but fast forward, let me get to the fight. Let's get to the juice, man. Instead, I'm getting, I'm getting uh, four hours of them filling. 
filling time, but it was worth it in the end because, as you say, Crawford was fucking outstanding. He is outstanding, man. Looking forward to uh, seeing what's coming next in that £147 division. Um, It's got to be spent, hasn't it, surely? You'd hope so. Hope so. You'd hope so. That's the fight. That, for me, is the killer fight. Yeah. Where's Thurman these days? Um, well, he's Is just he fucking climbing Kathmandu or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Took some time off, didn't he, Injured. to be an adventurer? Injured, relinquished the WBC belt. Porter yeah. went and won it. WBC have called for Porter Thurman too. So yeah. that's what we're expecting. Okay, well, there's one semi. Oh, you're making your own World Boxing Super Series, fucking are you? right. Is what you're doing for all the marbles. Absolutely. Right. Spence and, uh, Spence and Crawford in the other semi. Oh, and mate. then we've got ourselves a ding dong final. Stop it. Unification. Stop it. I need to go. I'll have to go and get one of them more hooker socks. That's, <laughs> that's fucking serious. Uh, news from this week that fights are uh, being made December the 8th. DeGale, Eubanks Jr. Yeah, we told you about that a few weeks ago. Yeah, we did. It's been confirmed now. ITV box office. That's what we're hearing. I, are the IBO going to trinket it, are they? Might do. <laughs> <laughs> Kellogg's will trinket it. L- listen, irrelevant of what's on it, I yep. actually like the fight, mate. I actually like it. Do you not yeah. like it? I like the fight, yeah. At, th- at this stage of, of De Gale's career, it makes sense. And at this stage of Eubank's career, it makes sense. Because Eubank needs a big name to legitimise himself because he don't know boxing. He don't know boxing, Adam. He may as well quit. That's my Naz impression. <laughs> That's good, that. Naz in Sheffield. I'm feeling the vibe of the yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think De Gale knows that he's... Seriously on the way down the mountain, and this he's looking for big paydays. And in, in theory, this is fucking bread and butter for De Gale. De Gale should just take him to school. Comfortably. But should do. But, but. Uh, when have we ever seen De Gale do anything comfortably? Never. Exactly. And he'll end up going to trenches with Eubank and playing him his own game. Yeah. And Eubank could bingo him. Yeah. So it's an exciting fight, yeah. I get why we, we're seeing it. I wish it wasn't pay-per-view. But <laughs> it is what it is. Is it really pay-per-view? Well, it's not pay-per-view, but it will be. No. ITV will charge us for it. So. Wonder, yeah, but let's be honest. People who are listening to this, winners find a way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because December's... Uh, well, between now yeah, and December, it's fucking pay-per-view rife, fucking Mate, mate we've, got, we've, anyway. we've got Madison Square Garden to pay for on our Christmas party the week after. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And then the week yeah. after that, we've got a double header. What? what? Christmas Day? No, Frampton Warrington. Oh, that's, yeah, that, well, that's on what the 22nd. Said. That's what I just said. Our Christmas party's on the 22nd. Oh, I thought you were talking about our Christmas party in New York. We're doing two. Home leg or away leg, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, the home leg. When we're back on the... The home leg, yeah, yeah. Well, the home leg's a double header now. Yeah. So Chisora's on. Chisora, Dillian well, White's well, on. Let me get you on same that. Same night, isn't it? Let me get you on that, right? So Ortiz has come out and he said, I'll have it. I'll take uh, Dillian White's on on the 22nd. Yeah. That, for me, is the fight. Yeah, yeah. That's the fight. Let's do that. Let's do Dillian White. Let's do Luis Ortiz. That's the one that competes with the other pay-per-view. Yeah. Because that's a brilliant fight. However, at the weekend, I was chatting to Eddie, and he's like going, I think the general public wants to see Chisora White too. I can understand where he's coming from, but if if I'm part of the general public, I'm all right. We're not seeing it. I'm, I want to see Luis Ortiz and Dillian White. That's what I want to see. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'd rather see Luis Ortiz and Dillian White as well. I feel like... Dillian White deserves to be moved forward. What does beating Chisora do for Dillian White? Even though he, in my opinion, you know, he lost the first fight. Mm. But what does it do for his world title credentials beating Chisora a second time? It doesn't. It'll be exciting because both of them were in exciting ta- fights last time out, and that's why it sells. But I just think if I was Dillian White, I'd be like, come on, Eddie. How does this get me closer to a, a Wilder or Joshua? It doesn't. It's, a, it's the ultimate tread and water fight for Dillian White. Mm. It's a massive opportunity for Derek Chisora. But it's a treading water fight for Dillian White, and that's when it gets dangerous because mm. Dillian White needs to be focused now because he's fucking a phone call away. And I think Ortiz would keep him switched on more than Chisora would. Mate, the Ortiz fight's tough. Yeah, he's, of course. Listen, I know he got beat off yeah, by But if he can't but beat Ortiz, he can't win a world title anyway. Enough. So that's, you know, he's got to do it. Mm. I think Chisora, there's an opportunity for him to just take the eye off with the ball mm. and not be as focused as he should. And fucking Del Boy loves nothing more than just upsetting parties. Mm. You think you've, we've all written him off so many times. And then he just comes back and produces it. So, listen, from a fight fan's perspective, I'll watch them both. Am I going to miss Warrington, Frampton? No, I'm not. Not for that. Okay. What about uh, Wilder versus uh, the ESPN mascot? Would what you, the do, fuck? Do you this is that? my jam, by the way. Bit of more money, more problems. Is this it? is my theme tune. This, yeah. I don't know if you can pick just that up on the podcast. Yeah, a little bit of bit, little bit of more money, more problems. You're a little bit. You're a bit more puffy than you are, Biggie, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said it. Mm. Um, Wilder versus the uh, ESPN mascot. Yeah, it was. Listen, I've got two views on it. One, 
The ESPN mascot should be like, was it ESPN or was it one of these it was Telemundos or yeah, whatever it was, it was? It was on ESPN. Regardless. The TV channel. The mascot on. guy should have been like, am I fuck standing there and letting the WBC heavyweight champion of the world punch me, mm. even though I'm in a suit? Which, that ain't going to do you any protection. Two, who on the show thought that would be a good idea <laughs> on any level? <laughs> I know they said punch him in the stomach or whatever. They're kind of saying we want them to punch him in the stomach. Either way, He's the fucking WBC heavyweight champion of the world with the unreal knockout percentage. If he punches you in the stomach, he's going to break your ribs. <laughs> then he doesn't punch him in the stomach anyway. He just fucking punches him in the breaks face and jaw. breaks his jaw. What do you expect to happen? Do you know what I like about the whole thing? Deontay's excuses. Deontay goes, I didn't know there was a human in there. <laughs> what? The what guy's the, dancing in mate, front of him. What did you fucking think was in there? <laughs> One of them dogs on Britain's Got Talent. I thought there was a robot in there, yeah. So you're going to a punch robot? a robot Is that what now, he said? Did he, he just said, I didn't know, think there was a human in there. I didn't know there was Worst a human ever. being in there. The mate. fact the mascot walked onto the stage. <laughs> and he's talking to him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, ridiculous on every level. But listen, I'm team, the, I'm team Wilder on this. I'm like, what the fuck were the TV company thinking? Mm. If, we were, if we were covering a fight, listen, Jordan Gill's in the background at the moment, smashing Dave Caldwell's pads. If That's not a euphemism, by the way. No, no, it's, it's, it's actually happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're getting the time and done. Obviously, the fight's coming in a few weeks, uh, two weeks' time. But if, you know, after the, or as part of the show, you went, Jordan's just going to punch you in the stomach. I'd be like, is he fuck? <laughs> he's, he's a featherweight. But I'd still be like, is he fuck? Oh, Nick, don't worry. I've got a mascot suit here for you to dress up in first, so you can't even see the shot coming. Are you fucking joking? Never mind. Pun- obviously, punch you in the face. Never going to happen. Wouldn't even let him punch me in the body. So what are you talking about? It, it, the, the mascot, he's sitting pretty now. Because mm. he fucking get himself a nice court case with the... You've been to work and uh, part of your job in work is to be punched by the heavyweight champion of the world. Are you fucking shitting me? Mm. How much is he on? It's not on enough. <laughs> because Tyson Fury's getting 10 million to do that exact same thing, to get punched in the face. What did the mascot get paid? Fuck me. Kid wants to put a complaint in. Have you been injured at work? Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> you should fucking know. <laughs> Eating a Sunday dinner through a straw. Honestly, God. I'm mashing up, still mashing Mate, up six months later. If he's not vice president of fucking ESPN by the end of next year, <laughs> I'll be surprised. Have you had an accident? <laughs> he's on one of them fucking dodgy <laughs> things, walking under a ladder. Somebody's <laughs> dropping shit, and then Deontay's there Tell whacking you. him in the face. Yeah, but if you were a, if you were an employment lawyer now. I don't know where it was. Was it in New York or whatever it was? Whatever state it was. If you're an employment lawyer in that state, the first thing I'd do this Monday morning is find out where that mascot lives and be round the house. <laughs> Come on, Step lad. Step into my office, lad. Let's there's get a, you paid. There's a few quid in this Absolutely, for you. Absolutely, yeah. Did you sign any waivers? Exactly. No. Game on. Here we go. Unreal. Uh, speaking of uh, stuff that's been happening in the States over the last seven days, Billy Joe Saunders is no longer the WBO yeah. uh, middleweight champion. This of the is world. interesting. I'm, gonna, I'm interested because we haven't spoken about this, have we? So we haven't spoken about the aftermath. Your... Because our, our original take, well, we gave you all the facts. Yeah. Um, and we kind of concluded with all the facts that we were given, that we knew, that Billy Joe Saunders would be all right. He would yeah. be granted a license and he would be able to fight this weekend. Because in theory, he hadn't broken any rules in Massachusetts or in the UK. No. But, however, he was tested by VADA. Yeah. That's, the, that's it. That's all we need to know. He was tested by VADA. VADA rules in the States state that he brought their rules. He brought their rules in out of competition. He shouldn't have taken yeah. what he took. And therefore, they were well within their rights to uphold the VADA. So I'm going to ask a genuine question now because I don't know the answer. Did he sign up to VADA because he was the WBO champion or because he was fighting in America? What's, why did he ever sign up I don't know to what the, VADA in the first place? I don't place? know what the reason is as is to why a, he's done was it. Was it a requirement of being WBO no. champion or something? I don't know. No. Because VADA is exactly what it is. It's the Voluntary Anti-Doping Association. Yes. You do not need to sign up to VADA. No. Unless you, are, unless you are connected. I think WBC forced you I mean. to do is it. Is it tied to WBO? I don't know. Because, I don't know. Because... VADA aren't even recognised by the British Boxing Board of Control mm. and VADA aren't even recognised by the World Anti-Doping Agency mm. so that, that's where the frustration comes in because it's like Billy you were pissing in the pot you didn't even need to piss in son yeah. in theory yeah 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 maybe he was I say maybe it's tied to WBO I don't know but that's what he's got he's been done by that and he yes that, that's what's done him and you know what I, I don't stand by the thing what Frank Warren's saying he's going well UK don't adhere to don't recognise VADA WADA don't recognise VADA, so why the fuck are we talking about it? Just throw it out. No, you've agreed to piss in a pot Absolutely. for that organisation. And that organisation has found you in breach. So for me, the right decision has been done. He should be stripped. 
Whether he should, well, he shouldn't be granted a license. He's had to, he's had to voluntarily well, had to give, give it up, up, hasn't he? Yeah, in order because he's going to fight this legally, and you know, he might come out, he might end up winning it. He yeah. might end up winning it because it is so murky, it is so grey. And at the end of the day, if me and you have been working in this industry for such a long period of time, and f- what the bloody hell are fans thinking at this moment in time? They're confused about it. Of course. We need an overriding blanket of saying, right, these are the rules. I know, but what does... But, so you want... I was talking about this the other I just day. want transparency, mate. So Should, therefore, if you fail this, I know, but the problem all, is, over the, all over the world, it means this. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But the problem is, this is, this is a positive and a negative of fight sports is... Individual government bodies, individual sport and athletic associations, promoters. So you can fish around for better deals or whatever. In football, we have FIFA. Yeah. And you go like, oh, but imagine if boxing had FIFA. So everyone was singing by the same song. sheet. We've got one set of rules for everything and everybody, regardless of where you are in the world. That would be great in theory. Yeah, FIFA's the most corrupt fucking thing yeah. in the world. And, and even fight sports are corrupt enough. We don't need a FIFA. Even with what we do, we're covering mixed martial arts. The UFC basically run it, and yeah. therefore everybody dances to their tunes. And we've had so many co- uh, conversations about fighters not getting paid the right amount yeah. of money because they've got to dance to the UFC's tunes. There is no leverage anywhere and, and else. People like Brock Lesnar failing drug tests, going away, yeah. coming back and fighting for the world title straight away. Mm. It, you know, it, either way, it ain't going to fix it. It's always going to be fucked because there's money involved and it's mm. professional sport. So there's, it's always going to be fucked in some regard. But the, the, I, I just find it hard to feel so sorry for Billy Joe because, yeah. mate, if you've signed up to do something, it's up to you and your team. So, you know, I, I kind of point the finger at Dominic Ingle as well because I'm like, you knew he was doing VADA testing, so yeah. you need to adhere by VADA rules. Of what it means in Massachusetts. So you need to yeah. get that nasal spray fucking checked yeah. because if that's in breach of VADA rules, why is he even having a nasal spray? Mm. He's got a fucking brand new Rolls Royce. He's has a fucking green Lamborghini. He can't pay some kid... A few quid, a, a nutrition specialist, a few quid, who just, and he goes, I am eating this today. I'm using this nasal spray. That guy's only job is to ring Varda, Wada, UKAD, three phone calls and go, Billy's got a fucking throat infection. He's got a nasal spray. This is what it's called, and this is what's in it. It's three phone calls. Mm. If Billy can't do it, sound, but you've got the fucking poke to pay someone else to do it. So I, I, for that reason, I can't, I can't dispute it. Think of the reign of Billy Joe Saunders since he became champ. It's been a disaster. He beat Andy Lee. Everyone, yeah. Well, you know, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm sick you of going over it. Off. <laughs> I was wanking him off. I'm sick of going over it. Um, but then the years that have prevailed, he didn't fight. He then bores us to death against Akovarva and a couple yeah. of others. Then he goes and does that against David Lemieux, and you're thinking, right, he's back at it. Here yeah. we go. This year, the 10 months since David Lemieux, has been a disaster. Yeah. Two failed fights where you money. money. He seems to become a, a social media king rather than an actual boxing king. All the vile things that he's done on social media. Yeah. Um, but not th- social media king. He's a social media fucking idiot. Well, that's what I mean. He's exposed himself, and he's exposed his true personality. And I'll be honest, I don't know many people that want to be Billy Joe Saunders, mate. Mm. And then, obviously, with what's happened this week with the, the failed test or uh, showing positive uh, for oxyliferin, losing his licence yeah. and having to vacate his And title. in a conference call, calling the... Athletic well, well, commission he said suck my, my prick. Suck my it? prick. Yeah. That just doesn't, you know, it's childish, isn't it? Mm. It's a schoolboy mm. thing to do. Where does he go from here, man? I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, the court case has got to play out now, and because they have, they've, they've certainly got a case. They've got a case. I understand the case. I get it. But he's given up the belt now. The problem is, Billy Joe Saunders is now king of the. Who the fuck needs him club in the middleweight division? Nah. He's, he brings nothing to the table anymore. You know, Martin Murray would have bit your hand off to fight Billy Joe Saunders right now. Don't need him. There's Absolutely no don't need He's him. He's only fighting him because he wants to become world champion. Of course. Now there's no belt there. So right now, without a belt, Frank's going to have to put his hand in his pocket just to get an opponent. Yeah. But you'll, you'll never get anyone inside the top 10 because Billy Joe's outstanding boxer. But he's got nothing, to, brings nothing to the table yeah. anymore. Could yeah. ultimately cost him his, his career this. Because I think it will. Canelo moving up. If Canelo gives up the belts and listen, this is this is fucking Canelo. He can do what he wants. He can, he can fluctuate. He can, yeah, exactly. He can jump up and down weight divisions and not get stripped. He can fucking take tainted meat and still fight on. Canelo does what he wants. So there's no guarantee that the fact he's fighting Rocky Fielding means that he's going to move up to to super middle permanently. Mm. I think I honestly think he's just doing it to 
put it on his legacy to go and I was a 12 stone champion as well see you later going back down to middleweight to uh, to earn more money fighting Golovkin who's now 54 <laughs> so I think that's the way it's going to go so I don't think there's going to be this plethora of belts that Billy Joe can shoot for mm. uh, well that belt the WBO belt now will be on the line this weekend Andrade taking on Walter Carlton Aqua uh, now he's a 33 year old Namibian many people think to yourself well that's a shoe in for Andrade Andrade's just going to have a little bit of a crack there but let me give you a few stats on Cotton Aqua right yeah, 17 fights, 16 via the way of knockout. He's won them yeah. all. 16 yeah. via the way of knockout. If Andrade thinks he's walking in and just walking on with the belt, he could be vastly mistaken. This kid, yeah. actually, the record of him and the and the rise to fame of him reminds me a little bit of Makabu when uh, Bellew fought Makabu. Right, everybody, yeah, yeah, th- yeah. everybody thought that uh, Bellew was just going to turn up at Goodison Park, everything sweet as it not. Those in the game knew, fucking hell, man, this is a proper test. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Bellew's the, guy, the underdog. The guy's whacking everybody out for fun. But, yeah. you know, the casual fan going to Goodison Park for a bit of a day out were thinking, yeah, hey, yeah. I'm going to go and watch Bellew become world champ. That's what I'm going to go and watch. Um, this... Reminds me so much of that. Late standing opponent. Yeah. No one's given him much chance. Vacant belt. Yeah. Fucking hell, mate. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, evidently, with hands like that, if he lands clean, he's going to knock Andre clean out. Mm. So, Don't get me wrong, Andre's a great boxer. Yeah, very, yeah, very yeah. Listen, kid. He's a former world champion at yeah, a previous weight. He, he's, you know. the, he's the favourite for a reason. He should win this fight, but absolutely, you're right. Don't reel him out. And There's been this little wave of African fighters over the last few years as well, just yeah. popping up like dog bows and other yeah, yeah, Pop yeah. up, bump. Change look change the, the face of the division. Yeah, know what I mean. So, I certainly wouldn't. Indongo was another one that Indongo, came of course, from nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Terence yeah. Cro- er, Crawford took Saved care of him, him. Yeah. but he served uh, Ricky Burns up that night. Then he, you know what I mean. So there's a few. So yeah, yeah, don't yeah. sleep on Walter at Definitely, the weekend. Yeah. That's all I'd say. In fact, if the odds are big, throw throw a few quid on a knockout for Walter. Mm. Uh, Make a few quid like last week when I said get on the Scouse treble. A few of the Spike disciples got on the Scouse treble. Easy work. Easy money. What do you make of this? Tevin Farmer, who's the IBF uh, super... Love Tevin Farmer. Right, okay. One eye on the bus, one eye on the coffee shop. Right. He doesn't whack, though, does he, really? No, he doesn't, no. He's fighting um, James Tennyson this weekend, mm-hmm. Irish kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does whack. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, Tennyson has lost previously. Yeah. And he's lost uh, badly previously. But what an opportunity for him. Tevin Farmer, fantastic defensive skills. He's lost as well. I think yeah, he's yeah, lost yeah. four fights. Defensively, he's brilliant, but he's a boxer. And if he's going to win, he normally goes the full allocated 12. Yeah. There's an opportunity here for a young Irish kid to really make a statement at the weekend, yeah, abs- man. absolutely. Don't get me wrong. I, I still fancy Farmer. I think yeah, of course. became world champion. But when you've got the equaliser, you're always story. in the fight. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And, and when you know that Farmer doesn't hit like you hit, then um, you can kind of walk you can open, You can open up a little bit, yeah. You can take one to land one. So that's what I expect Tennyson to do this weekend. I think he will walk Farmer down and try and take one to land one. But for that reason, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Farmer got a got a, a late TKO yeah. or a late stoppage. I think Farmer at the moment, since he's become world champion, that was a, such a breakthrough moment for him. You know, them losses came early in his career. His head wasn't right. His mind wasn't right. But I watched a wicked documentary about him, about how he's switched on now and changed everything. And he's realising this potential that he's got. I think right now he's one of the hottest fighters in American boxing and uh, I expect him to do a number on him this weekend. Katie Taylor's in action this weekend. Cindy Serrano, uh, obviously uh, Katie's the unified uh, lightweight champion. Listen, Serrano's been around the block. The, the, yeah. the Serrano fighting family, there's a million of them, isn't there? There is, yeah. They're all doing it, the girls there. Uh, but I fully anticipate Katie Taylor to come through and do the business Mate, because I, she's absolutely mustard. I would never ever bet against Katie Taylor against any fucking woman on the planet. Mm. Um, just because... You know, I, I'm trying to say it without sounding insulting, but mate, there's, there's, there's not many men that I would think would be able to outbox Katie Taylor. Mm. Technically, she's fucking superb. She hits like a freight train. She doesn't move like a lot of women, female athletes move. She's ve- She digs her toes into the canvas. Yeah. She rolls, you know, she's so well-schooled. You know, all them hours of work and Great the fucking watch, shed at the bottom of the garden with her dad. <laughs> Mate, she is fucking absolutely mustard. Quite possibly one of the best female boxers of all time. And mm. her legacy will run on along after this. And, you know, what's next after this? A move up weight division, I think. I'd like to see yeah, her move maybe. up the weights and start put, putting Chase, her legacy together. Chase down Tasha. Fuck. Well, yeah, obviously the Tasha fight would be there down the road. I think Tasha's got to bounce back herself first. Tasha needs a big win herself. Yeah. But uh, I think that fight is always going to be there. But... For now, I think she needs to she needs to look a bigger fish. To be honest with you, mm. Clarissa Shields is a couple of weights above, but Clarissa Shields carries a lot of beef. Yeah. Another girl that outstanding when you watch her move, box technically fucking amazing. But Clarissa Shields is 
carrying weight at the moment just because she can. She yeah. can beat, win, beat women at any weight division. Mm. But I think if you build up a big story with Katie Taylor, make them an incentive there. I think Clarissa Shields on a diet would come down, would drop quite a lot of weight. And, you know, I wouldn't, wouldn't be a... She wouldn't be a million miles away from Katie Taylor. For me, that's the biggest fight in women's boxing of this generation. Mm. It's got to happen. Uh, Tommy Coyle, American debut this oh, weekend. Can't fucking wait. Scott Quigg's on that card as well, as is Kid Galahad. But let's be honest, out of, out of the three there, Scott's done it before. Kid Galahad's had a tainted past. Yeah. And you've now got uh, Tommy Coyle, who is living the American dream, man. All the boys are out there going to be enjoying themselves, and hopefully Tommy can deliver for us. Absolutely, yeah. I've seen a picture of him and Jamie, uh, him and Frampton yesterday standing out Dem- outside Dempsey's Bar in New York. Yeah, and, man. You know, Tommy Coyle a few years ago was going to walk away from the sports, and now be making his American debut. Looking better than ever. Amazing. I'd seen he tweeted as well about Ritz and he was like, fuck, I wanted that. <laughs> I, I'd seen that. I wanted to do that. Uh, and now you think, you know, you're only as good as your last fight, but Tommy Coyle in his last fight and Lewis Ritson on Saturday. Tommy Coyle beats Lewis Ritson. I, mm. I can see where he's coming from. I can see his frustration there. Big scalp missed. But uh, that fight could still be made down the line. But this is all about Tommy Coyle and it's all about living his dream. We know he's the fucking king of Hull. We know he's a fucking legend in the city of Hull and it's, this is like the Indian summer of his career. I just hope he goes out there and enjoys it. Uh, at this point in time, we know he, he's, he's not in the sport for money. You know, he, he, he does well. Mm. You know, he's got fucking gyms and market stalls and everything else. He's a cracking lad. But uh, this is just all about him realising the dream. Now, this is his legacy. I don't think Tommy Cole's ever going to win a world title. Um, but this is his kind of adding to his legacy, isn't it? Fighting in America, your name up in lights. Mm. It's going to be mental. It's going to be a top weekend. Um, make sure uh, you come back for all the fallout of that. And we are going to be building up next week uh, towards uh, a wonderful night on the 27th at the Copper Box, of which Jordan Gill is going to be involved in. There will be a lovely interview on our YouTube channel with Jordan. Uh, and hopefully, uh, when he does arrive, uh, the bomber himself the bomber. Uh, will be uh, on our YouTube channel this week as we build up towards Bellu Usyk. So make sure you do subscribe to all our, our channels, all right? At Fight Disciples, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, you can uh, subscribe to this on iTunes. Fight Disciples is what you're looking for. And fightdisciples.com is our website uh, where all Android feeds are there waiting for you. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.